You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Dallas Cowboys over at InsideTheStar.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. And coming up on today's show, we're going to dig into the college football playoff expansion. If you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that I'm a huge proponent of college football playoff expansion, and I couldn't be more excited about what has been proposed. And then we're going to talk about Isaiah Thomas's legal troubles and a wide receiver who decommitted from the Oklahoma Sooners. But first, I want to talk to you about the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak for recaps and analysis of the 2021 NFL Draft and a look ahead at next year's future first-round picks. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And yes, college football playoff expansion is on the horizon. This broke late last week as you know the powers of college football and including the American Athletic Conference sat down, formed, formulated a proposal that was going to be more inclusive and put more weight on the conference championship games. I know that a lot of people have been reluctant to see college football playoff expansion because they fear a devaluing of the conference championship games or a devaluing of the regular season. Now, let me tell you why neither of those things are going to occur in the new model. First of all, on the regular season, with 12 teams and only up to six of those, with only six of those being conference champions, that means six teams are going to be able to stay in the hunt for much longer. And when you think about how these you know, conference races go, generally speaking, you have you know, several teams that are vying for you know, that first or second spot, that third or fourth spot. You look at the Big 12 last year. Yes, there were teams with a couple losses, but the way that the season was breaking down, there were, I don't know, four or five teams in November that still had a shot to represent the big 12 in the big 12 championship game. And usually as the season goes along, these things kind of figure themselves out and they play out how they're going to play out. But what this does is, is it's going to create more interest in the regular season games for those teams that had an early season loss or two, because they're still going to have a chance to push and contend for a college football playoff spot. And if that's not great for college football, if that's not great for the fan bases across the country, I don't, I don't know what it is because all you really want is your team to stay in the hunt as long as possible. And you want to make a playoff, you make a playoff and you got a shot. That's really what it comes down to in the old system. You had to be, you had to be perfect. You had to be undefeated or you had to have just one loss. And yes, I know people really value that undefeated season. They value the, the one loss season going, going through a season unblemished and claiming that national championship, but it's getting harder and harder to do. 
unless you're Alabama, it's getting harder to do because the parity of college football is growing. The talent level is growing. The coaching level, the, the talent at coaching is growing as well, where it's getting more and more difficult for teams to run through a season unscathed. And that's no excuse. I mean, Oklahoma hasn't won a national championship since they went undefeated and won a national championship. You have to win games. And still in this system, you have to win games. The way that they're formulating and structuring the playoff, your top four teams are going to get a bye. The next eight teams will play in the first round of the playoff. And you don't want to be one of those teams that is eight or nine through 12. Yes, you get in the playoff, but you're going to get a much more difficult road to the college football play, the college football championship. You're still going to be pushing for that bye week. So there's still a huge emphasis on the regular season and a huge emphasis on winning your conference championship. Because if you want to have a make a run at a national championship, you're almost going to have to have one of those buys to get started because it's going to be really difficult to win four games and win a national championship, especially considering the teams you'll have to go through at the top. And so it doesn't necessarily devalue the regular season to me and it enhances it because it creates more interest for more teams for a longer period of time in the regular season where teams generally are out of it by October. A lot of times because maybe they have a loss or they have two losses, a team with two losses could still run the table in their conference win their conference championship, find themselves in the college football playoff and then go on a run. What you want to happen in a, in a playoff system is you just want to see the best games possible. And what ultimately ends up happening is the hot teams emerge, but also generally the best teams emerge. I mean, you look at the NFL last year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas city chiefs were the two best teams in the NFL. And even though they played in a playoff format, those two teams still emerged as the best teams and represented in the Super Bowl, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, and they were the best team in the NFL last year. And so, I'm excited about this. I really am, not just for Oklahoma, but for the Big Twelve in general, because it's going to create more interest for more teams for college football in general. I'm really excited that the Group of Five is going to get some representation in the college football playoff because under the old system, it was a facade. I mean, we saw teams go undefeated or nearly undefeated. But even before their first loss, they were still considered an afterthought as an undefeated team. Now, a Cincinnati who, you know, if they go undefeated in 2021 and, and win the American Athletic Conference, they're going to get a chance to play in the college football playoff when they might not have had a chance in last year's system where the college football playoff under a four team, a two team and a four team system heavily favored the group of five and in particular, the sec and even Notre Dame. And now Notre Dame is going to be almost punished a little bit for their independent status. I mean, nobody really cares. Nobody's going to cry for Notre Dame, but to me, this creates more fairness and more opportunity for all of college football to have a chance to make a run at a national championship. Now, will the best teams still emerge? Will Alabama still be the favorite a lot of years to win the national championship? And will they still win national championships? Sure. Will it be tough to see 
a Cinderella story like we just saw in the Women's College World Series? Yeah, it will be. But it's going to happen sometimes. There will be years when a Boise State makes a run, when a Tulsa makes a run, or a Houston. You look at like that Louisville team from several years ago with Lamar Jackson. I mean, there's going to be a chance where you're going to see a team get hot that has a lot of talent and makes a run because anything, anything can happen in a one game playoff. The opponent can have a bad day. You can have a great day and you can create a major upset. I mean, we've seen Oklahoma lose their fair share of upsets over the years. And to me, so I'm, I'm excited about this. I really hope that they adopt this playoff format. It seems like a lot of people are on board. Um, I look forward to them implementing this and seeing it play out on the field. I think it's going to be a lot of fun for college football. I think it's going to, again, enhance the regular season, enhance the college football um, or the conference championships rather. And just going to make the game, the sport more accessible for more teams and for more people. That's really what you want. You want every team in the football bowl subdivision to say we actually we have a shot. Now, some teams have a more realistic shot than others, but every team in this system is going to have a chance. Whereas in the old system, it wasn't the case. Only a few teams from a few conferences had a chance at an actual national championship, even though it was being billed as every team has an opportunity. Now, every team has an opportunity. And I can't wait to see it play out. And coming up next, we got to talk about Isaiah Thomas's legal troubles, what it means for the Oklahoma Sooners, and what is going on with Oklahoma? And why is it we can't get through an offseason without one of these guys getting in trouble? But first, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar comes in nine delicious flavors. It is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It is 100% covered in chocolate. It tastes great. They've got Again, like I said, nine great flavors, coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. My personal favorites are the peanut butter brownie, the mint brownie, and that coconut almond. And yeah, I've got a box on the way. I just finished a box, and I can't wait to get my new box of Built Bars in. They have a limited time flavor grasshopper cookie that tastes just like a thin mint cookie from a Girl Scout's. Highly recommend. This is the best tasting protein bar on the market. You will not be disappointed. They come in 17, 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, and just four or five grams of sugar with four or five grams of net carbs. They're great for a keto diet. They're healthy. They taste great. And with our promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off your first order or your next order of Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. Again, that's 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. And now I want to talk a little bit about what's going on with Isaiah Thomas. Uh, man, the Sooners edge rusher was arrested on the 13th early morning. Uh, according to John Hoover of Sports Illustrated, um, it was for failure to appear uh, in a petty larceny charge um, and had to spend time in the Cleveland County Detention Center. And man, yikes. Why is it that I mean, we don't know the details of the whole story and we're not going to know the details of the whole story probably for some time, but it's really disappointing to see a player of 
his magnitude for, or really any player for that matter, get in trouble with larceny charges. I mean, the fact that he had a larceny charge on his docket to begin with is really unfortunate. Alleged larceny charge, we should say. And it is a disappointing trend. And because we cover Oklahoma, maybe it's, you know, we're spotlighted here on what happens with the Oklahoma Sooners. But they've had some off, off the field stuff going on this year with, you know, and obviously different levels of different things. I don't want to compare the situations, but the fact that Isaiah Thomas was in trouble to begin with, that has this grand larceny charge that was pending that he failed to appear for it's troublesome. Now it's, it's a petty larceny charge. It's not grand. It's, you know, who knows what it'll lead to for Isaiah Thomas, but this is a guy that's coming into the season with a great opportunity to be one of the stars for Oklahoma's defense for an Oklahoma defense that is going to make a run in the big 12 for that next big 12 championship and make a run for the college football playoff and the national championship. And it's disappointing to see Oklahoma have to continually be answering questions about stuff that goes on off the field. It's disappointing to see a player who has such an opportunity in front of him in a year where if he has a great year, like many are expecting, potentially he turns this into, you know, maybe he, he leaves for the NFL because he's able to improve his draft stock to such a level that teams are just clamoring for him. You'd like to think that at some point the Oklahoma Sooners are going to be able to make it through an off season without getting into trouble. (laughs) You'd like to think at some point, they won't have to answer these questions in the offseason. Lincoln Riley is not having to go to his press conference and, and answer about players who have charges pending or who were arrested in the offseason. Yes, there's a, you know, kids do dumb stuff element to a lot of this. And at the same time, a lot of kids don't do the dumb stuff. And so you have to wonder at times, like, what made you go what what led you to that decision if it's true if you know the alleged charges petty larceny if it's true that you stole something why'd you steal it what did you need it for and hopefully this is just some big misunderstanding he missed his appearance date because he didn't know but i i find that hard to believe if you're looking for isaiah thomas he's not going to be hard to find now it's the summertime. Maybe he was out of town. Maybe he was, you know, missing something. But again, it, it I don't know. It, like I said, it's a little bit of a troubling trend. And I don't want to say that this is a, a, a real representation of the program as it, as it stands. And again, we, we cover the Oklahoma Sooners. We follow them pretty closely. So everything's under a microscope, a little bit brighter, but are other schools dealing with the, this as much stuff as this? It doesn't seem like it. Like I, you don't, I don't, I don't feel like I'm hearing as much about Texas having players arrested in the off season or even 
Oklahoma State, K-State. Maybe they are. Maybe, maybe it's happening. I just, I'm just not realizing it. But it seems like Oklahoma is dealing with this more than their Big 12 counterparts at the least. Now, Baylor's a separate situation. Baylor has had some stuff going on there that are, that's truly troubling. And so that those situations don't compare either, but I'd like to think that this is just kind of a weird set of events that took place at a weird time. And it's not really representative of the program. It's just these kids making bad decisions and, you know, Lincoln Riley can't be with these kids hundred percent of the time, hundred, uh, you know, he's got a family and these kids can't be babysat. They're adults. And it's just unfortunate that, you know, if these charges are true, then these are the decisions that these young adults are making. And so we'll continue to cover it and follow the story as it, as it unfolds. And as we get more details down the road, uh, but I hope, I hope everything works out well for Isaiah Thomas. He was one of the players that I was really looking at as a potential sack leader for the Oklahoma Sooners this year. I think he was, I mean, he had a breakout year last year and I think he was about to double down on that this year. Who knows what this means? I mean, could it mean a suspension for a game, two games? I mean, who knows? Um, I feel like it could mean a suspension, but we won't know that until more is found out about uh, the details of his grand lar- or sorry, his petty larceny charge. Um, yeah. And until Lincoln Riley speaks on it and shares more information with the media, it, we won't really know, but um, really hope for the best for Isaiah Thomas because yeah, you hate to see a kid get um, kind of put him, put his future on in jeopardy with one poor choice. So speaking of poor choices, we had a wide receiver decommit from the Oklahoma Sooners. That's a different kind of poor choice. Again, not trying to make light of anything, but, uh, and we'll talk about that coming up next here on the Locked On Sooners podcast. Uh, but first, I want to talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The NBA and NHL playoffs are in effect. And you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and your, all of your UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are making their runs deep into the playoffs. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. I also want to talk to you about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers for online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com and save? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. 
And now here on the Locked On Sooners podcast, we've got to talk about four-star wide receiver Jordan Hudson decommitting from the Oklahoma Sooners recruiting class for 2022. Uh, He was the 114th ranked player in the 2022 recruiting class. Um, And according to Hayes Fawcett on Twitter, is going to drop their ranking from number 11, or sorry, from number six to number 11. And now, first of all, rankings mean very little in the big scheme of things because it matters what you do once you get on the field and what you do when you are practicing and developing with these coaches and in the program. It's To me, it's not as big a deal. Oklahoma is pretty loaded at wide receiver, especially with young players. You have you know, Marvin Mims, Mario Williams, Cody Jackson, Jaleel Farouk, Mike Woods transferring in from Arkansas, Luther Burden, Taylor Shetron. A great, great group of wide receivers for 2022 and later. So it's not a big concern. In a Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma offense, he's always going to be able to recruit wide receivers, right? That is not going to be much of an issue because we've seen in recent years, CeeDee Lamb, Marvin Mims, D.D. Westbrook, these guys push for or go to the NFL and make it to the next level and have success. And Oklahoma's got several guys still that are going to be able to make a push to get drafted into the NFL. Jaden Hazelwood is one of those guys. I think he's on the verge for a big season in 2021. And yes, Hudson pulling out, it drops their ranking. It's going to hurt the depth a little bit, but it's going to create an opportunity for somebody else to step up and get more snaps, get more playing time down the road. And while they don't have this wide receiver coming in, they're still pushing for another five-star wide receiver and Evan Stewart, according to Brianna Dix over at the Sooners Wire. Um, Like I said, Oklahoma is always going to be able to recruit wide receivers. They're never going to hurt for offensive skill players and talent. Now, they were in a bit of a reload last year after losing C.D. Lamb. And Charleston Rambo didn't step up, but it's going to be a team that's constantly going to be able to push for wide receivers. And they're going to, they're going to have good wide receiver play in 2021. They'll have good wide receiver play in 2022 as well. It's going to be a team that is going to be absolutely loaded at the position. And yeah, it's a bummer to see any commitment decommit, but you have to wonder what does it say about the player if they're seeing the depth at Oklahoma and deciding to move on to somewhere else. Did they have the compete level? I don't know. It's fair to wonder if the player that is leaving wasn't willing to compete against the depth chart that Oklahoma's got at wide receiver. And so again, I'm not worried. I think they're going to be fine in 2022 and 2023 and 2024. This is going to be a team that's going to have really, really good wide receiver play. As long as Lincoln Riley is the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, he is going to create good offense, have productive wide receivers and be able to recruit on the offensive side of the ball. It's not going to be a problem. And coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll talk about that with uh, Parker Thune of OU Insider at 247 Sports. He'll give us his take on the Jordan Hudson situation. He'll also let us know more about uh, the 2022 recruiting classes. Who are some of the guys in the 2021 class that are incoming that maybe we're not talking enough about? And he'll tell us a little bit about the 2023 class as well. Um, 
So I, I always look forward to our conversations with Parker. He's just a wealth of knowledge on the recruiting trail. And so he'll share that with us on tomorrow's show. Make sure you go back and check out our Tuesday episode where we spoke with former fullback H-back Trey Miller, um, just about the H-back position in general. We talked about what are some of the challenges of playing the position, how do coaches and how do Oklahoma in general get the most out of that position? What is it that makes Oklahoma so unique in their ability to use the fullback, the H-back in such a variety of ways and get explosive plays out of that position? And then on our Monday show, we recapped the 2021 softball season for the Oklahoma Sooners. Just took a look back on the national championship tournament, the College World Series, and just the success of the sport. We broke that down with Josh Calloway of the Sooners Wire. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and the Odyssey app. Love to hear your feedback. Please leave us a five-star review. Help others find out about the show by sharing it with your friends on social media, sharing it with your family, and also writing that five-star review, giving us a five-star rating. That's, that's the way people find out about the show. And if you like the show, again, would love to hear your feedback on that. So again, my name is John Williams. Until tomorrow, Boomer Sooner. <laughs>